Hello and welcome to episode 104 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown and I am joined by the most famous gals in all of the world, David and Jessica. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me back on the show, Kenny. That's right. This is a, a uh, David was on not too recently. He is he is infamous now. I guess it's more famous because everyone roots for David. Um, but we had uh, David on recently to give a world's recap. Well, spoiler alert, the David and Jessica have continued to um, strike fear into the hearts of those fools who want to run Spectre. So we're going to be talking to them today about UK nationals. But first off, Jessica, you are brand new to the podcast, pretty new to the Slack. Tell us, uh, give us your background in IA. Hiya. Um, so we started playing David when it was the... The, the first set came out, right? The... What? Hoth set was out? Um, oh, no, it's too long ago. I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, so we actually started playing with um, Campaign. So I'm mostly a cooperative board game player, uh, but David kind of talked me into playing Skirmish, um, and I was pretty intimidated going into my uh, first event, but uh, the community's been really nice, so I've, I've stuck around. What was your first event? It was a uh, local store event, so it was very small. Um, it, it was like six people or something like that, really small at our uh, local game store, uh, Leisure Games. Um, and the, everyone was super nice. That's how we met Alistair Scott, uh, the previous uh, two-time uh, UK national champ. And uh, that's how he really got us into the, the bigger UK scene. That is so awesome. And we should, we should have said, for those who don't know, the gals live in London, right? Yes. Awesome. 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 Um, okay. Well, that is, that is good to hear. Well, this is what we're going to do. So the gals both went to UK nationals, as Jessica said, Alistair is, um, has he won the pre the two previous years? Is that what he's done? No. So he, he won one and then I believe Luke actually won the next one and then Alistair won the one after that. Oh, okay. Um, and that's Luke Sykes obviously for, um, for those listening. So Alistair and uh, man, no one can say enough good things about Alistair, but also the UK scene generally is just amazing, right? We got Luke Sykes, we've got Isaac, we've got Ollie, we got just like so many great, incredible players. So man, I would love to go to UK nationals. I don't have to think about that um, for next year, but what we're going to do is um, David and Jessica, they both went Let's have them um, take turns talking about their list, and then we'll give a quick overview of Swiss. So, David, do you want to start with that? Uh, yeah, sure. So, I played the same list as I did at Worlds. Uh, I didn't change the list at all, but I, I do think, actually, I changed my play style quite a bit. So, the list is Elite Lots Cats with Beast Tamer, uh, Sabine, Onar, Hondo, Greedo, and Jabba the Hutt, the 3PO, and Black Market. So it's a, it's kind of a mix of Loth Cats with some smugglers and hunters. Uh, I tried to put in quite a lot of card draw and a lot of victory point manipulation to reach 40 before Spectre Cell wipes me out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I played this list at Worlds, and... 
I brought the same list to Nationals, but I, I do think I played it a bit differently. Uh, so actually, I learned a lot at Worlds, and one of the main things is I stopped sacrificing the cats for long-range one-shot kills and, and really focused on getting them back safely for later rounds. And I, I think that was that was pretty big for me. And, and um, you, may, maybe talk about that in terms of um, like what you mean with what the cats can do. Cause I, I am sure that people who have not played against Lost Cats are not aware of what they're able to do in terms of what you're talking about for these bomb-in sacrifice attacks. Yeah, sure. So I think the first, first thing is when you look at Lost Cats, they're five move, and they've got a built-in pierce one. They have a plus two damage surge, and they attack with blue-green, um, which is fairly mediocre at this point in the game. But they can use Beast Tamer, which gives them an extra five movement points, and they have Pounce. So they can actually hit someone who's 13 spaces away uh, on the first round. And interestingly, you can, you can deploy them so that they can hit your opponent's terminal on just about every, every map. It is incredible. And kind of insane. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's pretty scary, actually. Uh, so if you focus them up, though, um, they can also give themselves a damage token uh, or another cat. So on, on round one, what I like to do is focus up both the cats and have one cat give the other a damage token. And the, so he uses up his action. But the other cat now has a damage token, a focus, and beast tamer available. So it can just shoot across the map and hit something really hard. So with, with my list, I can almost certainly kill Chopper immediately. Or if I have Death Blow, I can one-shot Hera quite easily as well. So if either of those are available, um, at Worlds, I, I had this incredible urge to just take take them out uh at at nationals i think i had learned a bit more about when that was good and when that wasn't good because believe it or not you don't always want to one shot one of the specters and take over their turn yeah because um, you don't want to be diving in and being right next to their yeah so I, th I think when i when i was playing the list before you know this these juicy targets really, really tempted me. Um, and then more recently, I realized that it actually depends on how aggressive your Spectre Cell opponent is. So if they've rushed up quite a few figures near you, um, with my list, I can't actually afford to spend that loaded up cat attack on something in their back line. So I, I would really need to put heavy damage on Kanan or a Zeb with the cats. Otherwise, I just get completely overrun. So I, th I think that's that's the main main difference. Uh, I, I hadn't played Lothcats too much before Worlds. I practiced quite a bit with Alistair and refined the list. And there, there were always kind of decisions to make where both things seemed really good. And I hadn't yet decided, you know, which was the better move in, in every situation. Whereas at Nationals, I think I had internally processed all of that and, and chosen more or less what I would do. 
Awesome. That is awesome. Jessica, what list did you run? So, I ran Spectre Cell <laughs> uh, with extra armor. Um, I will be completely honest here and say that I did zero prep, and David made my command list. And there was a little bit of a snafu in my command card list. I had a dead card that I couldn't use. So Which was, card? It was, uh, so, uh, accidentally dark energy got put in. <laughs> yeah, and that is an imperial card, <laughs> which we didn't realize. <laughs> and I wasn't running uh, Ezra's card either, so then that could possibly be played with his. But, uh, yep, nope, uh, just played with a dead card. <laughs> Oh, dead card, was, and zero, dead, dead card and zero prep. It sounds like all Spectre needs in order to take it home. Not not only was there a dead card, um, I realized later that was only a 14-point command deck, even oh with God. the dead card. Oh, my heck. Oh, it, so it was a 13-point command deck. Yeah, so I, I kind of just grabbed the command cards that were next to our Spectre cell figures from when I was practicing. Yeah. A while ago, yeah. And I, I did put a couple of things in, so I, I kind of went with the the Brett philosophy of more defense than more recovery. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't do such a great job with that. Mistakes <laughs> uh, were made. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes were made, that's right. Oh, that is so awesome. Okay, well... Um, with that groundwork out of the way, let's let's uh, dive into. So, give us an overview of the tournament in terms of like how many people showed up, where was it, and then let's just take turns talking about Swiss. All right. So it was at UK Games Expo, um, and we had twenty-one players. So they were mostly scum hunters, actually, with uh, five Spectre Cell, I believe in total, who all, all made the cut later on. We also had three Imperial players, uh, Alistair with Vader, Braun, two Elite Riot Troopers, Elite Death Trooper, two Death Troopers, Zillow and Doubt, and two Vader lists that I didn't have time to really look closely at. So within, within Scum, though, there was quite a lot of variants too. So we had some victory point manipulation from from Tom and Ollie. Um, we had a variant played by Triss who made the top eight where it was scum VPs but with two Ugnots included in there. Uh, I, li- I like that list as well. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, he got and- a lot of crap for it. <laughs> so it's pretty <laughs> funny. And there were even a couple, I think, IG-88 lists, a couple of Hondrox. So we, we had a pretty good field, actually, that was less than 25% Spectre Cell. 25% Spectre Cell. Awesome. Um, well, let's, uh, let's dive into Swiss. So let's start with your first round, and let's just alternate taking turns talking about Swiss. Sure. So my first round of Swiss um, was actually a buy. So I, I had argued back and forth with a couple of people about whether or not to take it. And in the end, I took the buy and just wandered around. I think it, it's what resulted in such a high strength of schedule for me. But probably worked out in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. 
Like, I, I, I totally get the argument for not taking a buy if, you know, you're, you want to play games or I get all of that. But I also think it, I am very sympathetic to the point that you're going to be playing a lot of games and a lot of games are a suspector cell where you need to be totally on your game the whole time, right? In terms of you've got to be sharp, you've got to be ready to do, um, you've got to be ready to, um, like, just give it all every single game. Because if you make a mistake, you're going to lose. And with that being the case, I think it is totally fine to say, I would like to sub out and get a free win as opposed to, you know, like, risking my fatigue over over this game. Cool. Uh, my round one was against a um, scum player, scum hunter uh, list. Um, so uh, it was very much me, though. I, again, I'm embarrassingly, that was my first game I'd ever played Spectre Cell. Oh, my it, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was also the first... Like, first time I'd been in a game with Spectre Cell, because I've never even played against Spectre Cell. Oh my gosh. Because uh, the regionals that I went to, everyone just agreed that no one was going to play it. And so, like I, like we've, um, like David discussed before, uh, I think on, on your last episode that he was in, the uh, UK scene just is not that into Spectre Cell. Everyone is yeah. so over it. So I think we have uh, one of the fewest percentages of Spectre Cell players. Um, and I usually actually play Imperial um, and uh, don't do very well in the current meta. Uh, <laughs> but I really like the Rebels uh, show and oh, I yeah. just wanted to try it once. I wasn't really expecting to do very well because I'd been too busy to practice and I'd actually been playing um, more games as Imperial on uh, Vassal. Um, so anyways, I just rocked up to this, like, <laughs> whatever, we'll see what happens. And it, it, I had to, like, really uh, take time and, like, figure out what, what to do. And I have to say, though, that my opponent was very kind on me forgetting rules. And then me having to be like, wait, wait, no, I then add one more because of this Spectre Cell thing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I was shocked. Uh from this side of the table, like, because I'd heard a lot about Spectre Cell, but again, I, I'd never experienced it firsthand. Yeah. It's really just ridiculous how much damage you can pop through and how much you can end up blocking. Um, so the game actually went to one point. So I won the game by one. It was 30 wow. to 29. And it was because my opponent misplayed their last activation they forgot to play their rebel graffiti oh. at the very end yeah Ooh. so um it, yeah that's that's how i won that game it was a really really close match the whole time like the the point values were consistently very very close um there was uh yeah it, it was a lot okay so the map was gangsters it was mm -hmm. the um of back alleys uh triple cross and um so i was playing really cautiously because i didn't know what the heck i was doing um yeah. so i was picking up uh points uh by uh defeating gangsters and i mean i was blowing ridiculous hits on these gangsters like using ezra uh, anyways looking back is really stupid but never mind so the points were really um close um, and I lost Ezra, Kanan, 
Um, because uh, I started getting aggressive towards the end of the match. Uh, yeah, but just that one point, um, he forgot to play his uh, Rebel Graffiti. Uh, he was uh, had he had misplayed a, a card, so he had to like go back and take it back. And so I think that's why he forgot to play it because he had to kind of rewind what he had done because he had misplayed uh, one of his cards. And uh, yeah, it was R2, I remember very clearly was running away so he wouldn't be defeated and I think he was clearly imagining in his head I've got this I've got my rebel free but just forgot to play it man that's crazy yeah so, uh, tell me Jessica as a imperial player I've heard a lot of people say that so like one of our my good like one of our best friends Scott he's a local he played Vader he's a big Vader fanboy and he took Spectre to worlds and I've heard him and other people say that Spectre actually plays similar to Vader and company in that you've got, except, I mean, obviously, instead of having, like, one Vader, you've got five. But um, it's similar in terms of, like, just beefy, consistent, good stat lines. You want to get into your opponent's grill. Did you feel that, like, playing as the Imperials, you were prepared or ready or, like, knew, kind of just had, like, a better sense as to what you are doing? Um, playing Spectre, as opposed to someone like me who plays very defensive lists. I, I, I'm just not, I do not like committing pieces ever um, because I'm used to playing Han and Drock and MHD. So did you, was that something that you found in your games? Oh, that's a really interesting point, actually. Um, I actually found it very different because with a Vader list, you just have the one figure. So a lot of what you're thinking about is how to protect just that one figure and um, keep him alive and have your other figures support. Whereas here, you didn't have that same thing. Like, if I lose Ezra, it's fine. I still have a lot of other combat units. So I actually felt it plays very differently. Um, and also, um, I, I'm not a really great uh, Vader list player anyways i actually love playing swarm like i love trooper swarm so much so i when i first started playing skirmish that was the meta at the time yeah. i just love having so many figures on the map um partly because um i uh i don't play perfectly and if you lose if you miss play one activation with Trooper Swarm, you haven't done so badly. Whereas if you, you misposition Vader, like you're toast. Yeah, good point. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, let's uh, go on to round two. David? Uh, yeah, so my round two was against uh, Spectre Cell. <laughs> Surprisingly, or not, maybe. No, I was playing... No, it is not. <laughs> I was playing against... Hollow Boil, and we were on Coruscant back alleys playing Propaganda War. Uh, so the, the cats are quite good there because they can move around with coasters. And he actually hadn't seen me play cats before. Um, so this was an example where in round one, I didn't have any kind of huge threat targets really close to me that I wanted to take out. So I actually took a cat, slung him all the way across the map, and one-shot Chopper for four points, which simultaneously claimed um, the second terminal as well. Man, that is going to feel so good. Yeah, so I I got to draw three cards um, at, the, at the end of that round, 
And I, I even had initiative, so I was able to have the cats hit something and then come all the way back to my deployment. And he just kind of stared at me and was like, what what just happened? Um, the, re the rest of the game was, was still really cagey, though, and I actually only won by four points. I think it was 40 to 36, because in the earlier rounds, after I had taken out Chopper and the terminals, he managed to flip a bunch of posters, and I didn't have my cats available to flip them back. Yeah, that, that was a really, really close game. And Paul's a really strong player. Yeah, so actually he mentioned he um, had taken a little bit of a break and hadn't played so much Spectre Cell. Mm -hmm. And I, I could kind of feel him getting better during the game. Oh, he started, yeah, he started re remembering all the the little plus ones and the little abilities. He's like right. a boss. He's like a boss leveling up as he plays. Exactly. Yeah. So he, I think he came in eighth after Swiss. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Jessica, you're round two. All right. So uh, my um, round two was actually against uh, Alistair Scott. Um, so he was playing an imperialist with uh, Thrawn, Palpatine, riot troopers, and uh, death troopers. Um, so uh, I definitely played way too aggressively early on in that match. So it was a little bit sketchy. Uh, so I lost Ezra like immediately. Um, so as a non-Spectre Cell player, that was really stressful uh, because I was like, oh man, I lost my like biggest hitter. But then um, after discussing it a lot with David, after he's like, well, you know, Spectre Cell can recover really well from losing one big figure because you have so many more other combat units that like you can you can deal with that. Um, so then the rest of the match, I tried to play a bit more defensively um, and just take out uh, targets that I could uh, access without having to put my figures too far out. Um, so then I managed to pick away at the Death Troopers and the Riot Troopers. I didn't manage to get um, Thrawn Palp because uh, Alistair was playing very defensively with them. Um, and so in the end, it was really just picking off um, all of the uh, easier targets that he had to, like the riots have to be up in order to do anything. And his strategy was to get that strain on. Um, I lost a lot of cards. I mean, uh, it, that was a bit scary as well. Um, and the weekend was actually really critical. I lost a lot of surges that would have finished figures off. So there's a lot of times where he managed to use Zillow and save uh, figures. Um, but in the end, it, it was just um, too, too much uh, uh, to deal with. Uh, because like we were discussing, if you lose figures in Spectre Cell, you still have a lot of other combat units. Yep. Whereas with Alistair's list, the more he was losing, it was really impacting his ability to deal damage and get damage through against the built-in one block from Spectre. Great um, point. Yeah. And so in the end, um, we finished, I think, uh, round three. And Alistair was getting really frustrated at the end because uh, we were very close to time. Uh, to time being called on that uh, round. So if it had gone into another round, um, I think definitely I would have been in really big trouble because I lost um, Ezra, Kanan, and Hera, I think. Um, so uh, 
it, it was it was uh, it was not as effective a list. But yeah, so I think it was just the the time being called at the right time, and it ended up finishing um, thirty twenty three. Okay, awesome. Um, Alistair, if you're listening, you should have been praying harder to your uh, pagan lizard god, and your failure to do so is why you lost. And those people, <laughs> those people who yes, have played Root obviously. with, uh, yeah, those people who have played Root with Alistair will know exactly what I am talking about. Uh, well, that is awesome. Okay, so gals are 2-0. and oh. Let's talk about round three. So uh, round three, we were actually playing each other. Yeah. <laughs> So one of us was going to be losing that winning streak. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did not even know. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I, we were joking, you know, oh, I'll just take a bye and then play my wife and then play Alistair. I might as well just stay home, right? There's no no reason to go to Nationals. Oh, that's so awesome. So we were playing on Turkin Initiative Labs, uh, Mission B, Abandoned Research, which, as you know, is... Kind of the bane of my existence. Uh, yeah, that is such pretty... a that is such yeah. a tough map versus Spectre. Yeah, so I I kind of had a plan this time though, which is which is a step up <laughs> from last time. So I, I just left all doors closed while I powered up a bit, and then uh, tried to grab the weapons on the two sides, far away from Spectre cell, I deal a little bit of damage. With... Uh, I think. Early on round two, I managed a kill on Kanan and celebrated it, which brought me from 10 to 23 points. And the rest of the game, I just focused on picking up victory points from objectives, rebel graffiti, and the the game eventually ended with a score of 35-22. Yeah, so early game for that one, uh, I found really uh, psychologically challenging. Um, so I, I've chatted a lot with David about his list and how he uses his Lothcats, but it is just different when you're in front of the table and yeah. he runs them all the way across the map, defeats your chopper immediately, and I'm just thinking, what has just happened? I felt exactly like Paula Boyle must have felt in that other match. Uh, so I then had to obviously revenge kill these Lothcats. Uh, so I may have invested a little bit too much on defeating Lothcats that had ended up in my side of the board. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, then the range was an issue for me because Greedo with a uh, weapon, for example, can shoot across the map. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially with that map, the line of sight... Um, situations are pretty decent. It's not like back alleys where you have a lot of those corners. Um, so, yeah, I, I got uh, um, hit a lot from uh, further range that I just didn't quite have enough uh, movement to get up there and, uh, and deal damage. Obviously, David is counting squares really effectively. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a really uh, a challenging matchup for me, and so I lost that one. Yeah, yeah I, I, was, it... uh, I was rolling four green dice with Greedo with oh, one man. weapon man. and focus. Yeah, yeah. so the, the Jedi couldn't, couldn't get close to me. And uh, actually, Zeb even almost had an impossible task of hitting Greedo on the slow on the draw. Yeah, that is really... I mean, obviously, Spectre is crazy 
bonkers, but if there is one person who, if someone were to say, like, what is the key piece in a rebel or a scum hunter list against Spectre, I would say it's Greedo, right? Like, he no, is it's, just... it's Lothcats. Oh, well, besides Lothcats, obviously. For, <laughs> for, for, for the rest of us plebs, it's, uh, it's Greedo, just because his stat line is so crazy good, and Spectre's, like, the one thing it is not, like, crazy amazing at is that most of the time it's not good at hitting long-range shots. Um, and so, you know, obviously Sabine can do it if Hera's nearby, but really it is not... It's just not what they're strong at. And Greedo can punch from very far away, so... Yeah, David has a huge love affair with Greedo, though. <laughs> we have talked about this many times. It is arguably one of his favorite figures uh, in the IA lineup. But yeah, he's really well-costed. Uh, it's great unit. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely the case. Awesome. All right. Well, let's head on to round four. All right. Round four. Okay. So I, I now had uh, two wins and a bye, which meant I was going through to the cut. Um, usually I would have relaxed a little bit, but her strength of schedule kind of depended on me not relaxing too much. So I, I really wanted to win the the last game as well. <clears throat> I was playing against Justin, um, who I had played twice at the regional I won earlier in the year. He actually beat me during the Swiss um, on a tie break with Greedo being the final <laughs> final figure of mine to die. And I came back to beat him after the cut to win that win that regional. And he the spoilers, he he beat me here. As well, this is my one loss on on the uh, Nationals route. So we were playing uh, Rogue AI on Tarkin Initiative Labs, which is a really good map for, for Lothcats usually, right? Because they can move 15, they can kind of bounce that AI around and get a lot of points. But I didn't really roll well on the AI locations. So even with that huge Beast Hammer movement, I don't think I actually managed to touch it twice with the same cat ever during this game. Uh, it was a really close game, and we ended up fish finishing um, 37 to 40. On the very last round, I put Hondo into his deployment zone. I stole two victory points with that ability. Yeah. Uh, which is always super fun. And then and also I, not expected. Yeah. So I, I've actually gotten that off maybe four or five times between Worlds and Nationals. I, initially, I didn't like Hondo, actually, during my testing. But somehow he just really, really works well for me. Uh, so I, I actually could have won this game actually, if, if the AI had kind of moved to spaces that my cat would have hit several times. One round, it actually jumped all the way across the map to land right in front of Zeb. And on his next activation, um, he vector celled and Zeb took that AI to get two points ah. and, and attack. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a, you know, bad luck moment. But my, my luck overall has been quite good, so I can't complain too much. There you go. And you still made the cut. Yeah, I, I think the, the key to his win was that he was also able to kill 
all my smugglers and hunters before I could use any of the uh, command cards. Oh, man. Yeah, so I, in my hand, I still had uh, Rebel Graffiti, Tools, and the last two cards in my deck that I hadn't drawn were Assassinate and Lamb. Did you and hit I, Black I, Market? Yeah, in, I did. Okay. So I, I was I was trying to draw as much as I could, and I didn't get those cards. Um, and by the time I did get them, he had managed to finish off the figures that could use them. Yeah, that's rough. Are you running black market prices in your list? I am. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm running black market prices, but I I dropped planning. Mm. I, I just found I could never, never get planning to work out for me because I I only have Jabba and Honda yeah. with the leader tag. Yeah, I think that's the right call. I mean, pl- planning's amazing when you've got Gideon, um, but. Both of both Java and Hondo, you want to be doing different things. I mean, obviously drawing cards is amazing, but Java's already drawing cards and focusing is a big deal. And Hondo needs to be moving. So yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of the time when I was playing with it before, planning basically became a draw one card, card yeah. because Java would have drawn one. Yeah, great point. That is a great point. Um, awesome. All right. Well, uh, Jessica, round four. Great. So my last uh, match of the Swiss uh, was against another uh, scum hunters list. Uh, so my opponent was Craig, and he again went down to one point. And again, I only won because my opponent misplayed their last activation. So what ended up happening was it was rogue AI and uh, I was getting a lot of points uh, jumping back and forth on the rogue AI um, and I did manage to kill a few figures uh, but it really came down to at the very end my opponent bless you Craig uh, I, I really like him. very very nice man um, he miscounted how many points I had so it was 39 to 38 at the end. So he had miscounted, and um, instead of going for a shot on Chopper and getting uh, four points, he then used his Vinto to get pick up two points uh, hitting the rogue AI uh, because he thought that he was uh, two points uh, ahead of me at that point. Uh, but yeah... It, he should have instead taken the shot on Chopper because then the four points would have put him over and he would have beaten me. Um, and so there was a lot of people. We were um, finishing pretty late um, and we had a, a big crowd actually watching the game. And at the end, they were all like, oh, Craig, <laughs> what are you doing? Come on, Craig. Yeah, like it wasn't a guaranteed win. Like it was possible with that shot that, that Chopper might have survived, but he had a very, very good chance where Whereas uh, the way that he played it, um, yeah, it wasn't possible for him to win just because he had miscounted the points. So bless him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Was that Chopper awesome. was Chopper injured at that point? No, uh, I think he was a full health Chopper. But with Vinto, you, you get he has two attacks, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was very very possible that he could have gotten through. Chopper. Hey, there was a chance that he would survive if it yeah. rolled really badly uh, because he wasn't focused or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, that's what happened. Hmm. I, I, I don't don't blame Craig. I have Vinto PTSD because <laughs> last year at Nationals, I had a focused Vinto with um, draw 
and assassinate in my hand. And I needed to kill a uh, elite riot trooper to win the game. Oh, you! I mean, you should be able to do that easily. I know. I, I didn't even come close. <laughs> oh, I also have Vinto PTSD. Vinto should either be four points or have a reroll. Actually, if he had a reroll, that'd be amazing. But. Oh, man. But I, I was sweating bullets that last activation, though. I saw him coming, and I was like, oh, man, this is it. This Here we go. Uh, but seriously, at this point in the uh, tournament, though, uh, I was kind of in like a, a state of shock. I really had not expected to do this well. Um, so going three one, um, I, I just I I didn't know what happened. I, I legitimately was very confused. That is so awesome. Well, that was incredible. Well, as you as you said, you both finished three one. So you both made the cut. Yeah, so we, we actually finished um, in second and third place oh my after gosh. Swiss. How's it going? That's right. <laughs> That's so awesome. I mean, we, I think you someone posted about it in the Slack, and we were all just losing it. So, man, that's so great. It was. It felt really, really good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But yeah, there was also, I felt really bad. There was like... I never played Spectresol before. I didn't practice at all. I was like, I'm I'm a pretty decent Imperial Assault player, but that was still like... And I had that dead card in my deck that the judges wouldn't let me switch out. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> oh my heck, that is so... You just cannot have a more perfect Spectre story than that. Well, for me though, my takeaway is FFG... This is clearly broken, y'all. If yeah. I can rock up and have never played it before and have a broken command list and still do this well, you have some problems here. Against people who have been playing the game for, you know, like people have been playing their scum hunter list or whatever for who knows how long. And here comes Jessica ready to crush them into the ground. Yeah, oh. but it, they were all so, so, so close. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 two games that I played against Scum Hunters, it came down to one point. Like, wow. it was really crazy. Like I said, the, the last activations, I'm all, I was just like, I don't know what's gonna happen! I don't yeah. know what's gonna happen! That's so awesome. Awesome, awesome. Alright, well, let's uh, let's head on to the, the top cut. So, they did the top cut the next day, right? Yeah, so we, we actually went out with drinks with a bunch of people the previous evening. Um, with certain people trying to get me to drink more, intoxicated, <laughs> they know they know what they're doing. <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> and then uh, the next next morning, my first game was against Alistair Scott. Uh, his his Palp Thrawn, Riots, Death Troopers, Zillow Doubt. Okay, wait. I have to back David up for a second here. Okay, there was we had left the bar early so we could get a good night's sleep and put in a very decent showing we like get into bed turn the lights off and then we both start talking to each other about like <laughs> the game and we're like okay what about this uh well what if i did this and they're like no no no, we have to go to sleep okay okay well a few minutes later it's like happens again and like literally like david woke up super early too okay and he's like staring at alistair's list so like what am i gonna do so we went to bed early but we did actually like 
have that much sleep next month. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I was I was legitimately terrified because um, Pulp Thron writes Zillow with man. doubt is is like the scum hunter that murdering the, list. Yeah, guy. that is the, your possibly your worst matchup. Yeah, that that is not a a specter cell murdering list. That that one kind of felt like it was for me. Uh, so we we only had one map left on the last day, <clears throat> both of the Lethal Waste missions. So it was either going to be fluctuations or or blitz. Uh, I think Alistair was really hoping that we would get blitz here, so whoever won this one wouldn't have to play a Specter Blitz match. But we ended up trying Fluctuation. Uh, I think it was probably a good thing for me because it gave me a lot of room and more time to deal with uh, the riot rush. Uh, <clears throat> and I, I had come up with a plan that morning at 6 in the morning. <laughs> and that, that plan was to just keep, keep as far away from the riots as I could and not let them hit me for the strain. And I could use the, the long-range Lothcats to pick off anything isolated and try to pull ahead. So if I could kill Thrawn or if I could kill the Death Troopers, my my strategy was basically to make sure Palpatine doesn't get to give someone an extra attack. Because right? the riots can't hit something unless they're already next to it, which is somehow manageable. And I, I just really focused on making sure Thrawn wasn't able to, to double shot. <clears throat> so in round in round one and two, I think was was basically the huge all the action happened in this game. Uh, round one, I focused up both my cats, and the first cat actually killed a death trooper. I just just straight killed one, and the second cat hit an elite death trooper for four damage. So after that, I believe. <clears throat> Alistair managed to kill one of the cats before the end of the round, and I managed to kill another of the, the Death Troopers. So he had the Elite Death Trooper surviving, all the Riot Troopers, and a very healthy Thrawn Palpatine. Um, the next round, though, I had initiative, and I had the lone surviving cat take a, a damage token and pounce on the surviving Elite Death Trooper to try to kill him. So what happened was he had to exhaust Zillow for the pierce. I think he dropped a card for plus one block. And I believe he also depleted doubt to tough luck one of my dice. Like he he kind of really needed that death trooper to stay alive. Um, and he he succeeded in doing that. But the, the problem was I had a strength in numbers in my hand. So I, I immediately strengthened numbers over to Jabba, who ordered that Lothcat to just bite the Death Trooper again and finished him off. That's such a great play. Yeah, that, that, that was a big swing because he, he definitely knew that I really needed that Death Trooper gone. And he committed everything he had uh, to save it but I, I managed to get it in the end. So after that, both my cats died, but he had lost the elite Death Trooper and the two regular Death Troopers. And with just Palp Thrawn 
and riots, it was going to be really hard for him to get uh, help extra shots on me. So the, the rest of the game was basically me running away from riot troopers. Because <laughs> they, they really scared me with all those block tokens. I tried to kill them off two at a time so that he couldn't reinforce them. Because that, that is just the worst. I didn't manage to, actually. I could only get one of them at a time and he, he reinforced. But in, in the end, I think the the map was just a little bit better for me because it was so large and he, he couldn't catch up after I took those three Death Troopers off the board early on. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is if you're able to absorb his beef, like you're now you're the one who can apply all the pressure because you can take shots across the map, right? Yeah, so I, I actually, I really wanted to get Thrawn, but he didn't let me. He, he played a super cagey game. I, I could never get any good shots on Thrawn. Uh, but the, the flip side of that was that his Thrawn didn't get too many good shots on me either. So I actually finished the game with Celebration still in hand that I couldn't play, and I hadn't uh, managed to do a lot of the, the victory point shenanigans that I usually Awesome. Awesome. All right, Jessica, you're top eight. This is where my journey ended. Um, so it was uh, a Spectre v. Spectre. And this was the first time I'd ever played against Spectre Cell. Um, so I was suitably intimidated. Uh, and it was against Justin, um, who uh, beat David before. Now, we have this kind of, like, nemesis relationship with Justin, this always happens. So we've had a regional before where I then beat Justin, then Justin beats David, and then David later beats Justin back. Like, it's really weird. Like, for whatever reason, he always beats one of the two of us, and then the other one comes back in the end. Like, it's really weird. Anyways, um, so um, I was uh, playing uh, my Spectre Cell on fluctuations which i'd never played that mission before um i'd played blitz before but uh, i'd never played fluctuations for whatever reason and it's such a big map like with all wastes just i find it just so intimidatingly large um and i wasn't quite sure what i didn't i didn't have a plan i'm gonna be honest i came up with the idea that i was going to try to um I was going to attempt to draw Ezra away onto the other map because he had run um, Ezra up with Brash. And I was trying to make um, Zeb a target on that side of the map to kind of draw Ezra away from the Spire side of the map. But I, I was too cautious. I should have put Zeb a little bit further out. He would have taken hits, um, but it would have actually caused Ezra to go in that direction. But I positioned him just a bit too far away. So uh, Justin's Zeb and Ezra were on the non-spire side of the map. And I tried to get all the rest of my team then um, fighting and taking over uh, his terminal. Uh, I only managed to kill Chopper, and that was it. Uh, and again, Ezra has not had not been fooled by my ploy and then was able to come back and lay down a lot of hurt on uh, my team. And it ended up being a very, very... Uh, slow, cagey, low VP game. So in the end, it was 6 to 15. Like, it was 
very wow. little happened. Yeah. Um, so it, I had a lot of figures that were quite wounded, um, and he managed to hold more of the objective points. Um, I only managed to, to get two of the objective points because I was trying to focus on taking over that other terminal, um, and I just over-invested. And so it, uh, the, the round ended, and I knew that if it didn't go into uh, the next round, then I wouldn't have a chance. But even if it, the time was called, and then even if we had gone into the next round, half of my team that I had was uh, had a lot of damage on it. Like, I had to run Sabine away because she was, like, on one point left. Um, so I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't have gone, but I had a chance if we'd gone into the next round. But as it was, I just, yeah, it, it did not go my way. I, I, I didn't have a plan, but I came up with a very questionable plan. It didn't play out. <laughs> Dang. Awesome though. I mean, that is that that what a run! Like what an incredible run. Yeah, I I don't feel bad about it. I mean, I feel like a bit bad that I that you crushed so many people. The thing was though, it wasn't a crush though. It came down to like one little thing at the very end that like tipped it in my favor. Like the dice gods were with me that yeah. day. That is awesome. That is very very awesome. Uh, well, obviously, congratulations on uh, on the run. Let's uh, let's go to top four with David. All right. So my my top four was the last mission that we hadn't played, um, the infamous Lethal Waste Splits, and I was playing Spectre Cell, uh, Justin Spectre Cell, who beat me earlier on the previous day. So that was a bit psychologically oppressive actually <laughs> I mean I, I kind of tell myself that um, I played Brett at Worlds on Blitz so you know I, I, I can handle surely whatever is coming my way because he is the world champion right but it, it's still just really tough I mean this this map is uh, not not super fun so I had a chance to even up the score against Justin. I think overall he's two wins, one loss against me across the two tournaments. Uh, round one, I basically deployed with everyone in the in the back edge of my deployment zone with uh, 3PO, uh, a little farther up to, to focus things later on. I left my terminal alone, because that's somehow suicide. And this time... Just due to how the deployments were were going, he had already deployed Sabine. So I, instead of keeping my Sabine really far back, hiding her in the corner, as I usually would do, I actually moved her all the way out to the edge of the spire. And he had already put Kane in there, and his last deployment, I believe, was to move Ezra. Over there, and then Ezra took his his brash move at the very start of the round to walk up to Sabine and get ready to uh, cut her in half. So he he actually had initiative. Um, however, I managed to play take initiative on the first first round. The, 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 the thing we've all theory crafted, you were <laughs> able to pull off. Yeah, so <laughs> that that was. Very awkward uh, in terms of pacing, though, because the I, I did that, which meant 3PO got exhausted. 
So I was losing one of my focuses for the first round. But Sabine uh, basically wandered up to the top of the spire and with one shot and a grenade killed Chopper instantly on the first activation. Then she just sort of just hovered there with her jetpacks, uh, waving at, at Kanan and Ezra, who couldn't do anything about it. Um, so even better, I think, because Ezra had brashed up to her, he was not close enough to brash into my deployment zone, which, which is the real terrifying thing for, for Blitz. Um, and that meant on the other side of the map, I had everything else to try to do some damage to basically Zeb, Sabine, and Hera. Because Chopper was dead and Kanan and Ezra were hovering about the spire, not doing too much run. So that, that somehow seemed like it should have worked out well, but it <laughs> didn't really. I moved Hondo out, uh, had him take a long-range shot, did a tiny bit of damage, and then Justin Sabine just stepped out and absolutely destroyed me with tools for the job. I think uh, she killed Hondo instantly. I, I rolled a blank, Hondo died, and then Sabine played uh, Rebel Graffiti on round one. So Spectre Cell had the Rebel Graffiti on round one in this case. Uh, I, I didn't draw it until much later. Uh, I decided, or no, so maybe that was round two, actually, that he played Rebel Graffiti. I decided not to negate it, since I had tools for the job, Assassinate, Element, and Heightened in my hand. So I was, I was counting that I could kill Sabine soon, so that Rebel Graffiti would be worth four points, and at that point, I was really worried about the Ezra Kanan in my deployment zone because a brash followed by a pummel and then a spectre cell attack, I think would have wiped me out. I think would have actually wiped me out completely. So I, I kept my negation for that possible take initiative that was coming from his side. I let the rebel graffiti go through. Um, and then I, I did manage to, to kill Sabine. So that, that kind of worked out. Uh, the rest of the game was kind of a blur. I, at one point, he had 20 points to four. The four that I got from killing Chopper. Oh, man. Yeah, so he, he had taken three objectives. So he got six from that, I think. Uh, he one-shot Hondo. He might have celebrated that. And he might have killed Greedo as well. So 20 to 4 <laughs> with Spectre Cell on Blitz. Uh, my cats didn't do a lot of damage because I only had the one focus. It, it, looked, it looked grim. Um, somehow, at the, at the very end of the game, I had only Sabine left to go. Sabine, who was over on the bottom of the map. And I noticed everything of his was out. And I had initiative coming next round, and I knew that uh, he didn't have take. So I, I took my Sabine and I ran her 12 spaces shooting across the map um, and played primary target to attack Kanan for massive damage. Just popped him instantly and won. 
So there, there was some, some massive wow. comeback. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so she had to actually move 12 spaces to get line of sight to him, which was, which is crazy. Um, and the, the game ended at something like 40 to 38 in my favor. It was very, very close. Wow. That's incredible. I think, that, I think all my games against Justin have been very close like that. That is incredible. I also want to point out, at this point, David is undefeated on Blitz. I know. I find it, the inclu- most ridiculous thing. Agreed, including against Spectre. That's the nuts thing. Oh, I love it. Like, truly, Brett Kelly is never going to... Like, he's going to introduce himself in 20 years as the former... IA world champion, and then someone's going to be like, didn't you lose to David Gao on Blitz? Did you lose to Lothcats on Blitz? They, they need to take the map out of rotation so I can... I That's can it. <laughs> so you can claim the, ul, the uh, ultimate, uh, ultimate champion. Awesome. All right, so that was the semis. On to the finals. Yeah, so the, the finals were super scary too because we had just finished the the map rotation so, so the to put all of the missions back back in the deck and there was the one in six that i got to play blitz again against specter cell uh fortunately that's not what we drew but yeah that, that would have yeah we we drew uh the triple cross on coruscant back alleys which is the gangster map uh, I think I actually hadn't played it yet at Nationals because I took my buy uh, during that round. And I, I really enjoy that that matchup. I, I like the Triple Cross. I think the Gangsters are really interesting, and they're they're really good um, scenario for the Lothcats. So the first round, uh, so I was playing Stuart, who was playing Spectre Cell, and he was undefeated in day one. So he, he was, until that point, undefeated throughout the whole tournament. So him and Justin went 4-0 in, in Swiss? Uh, no, I think he was also 3-1. He lost against someone else. Oh, okay. He, yeah. So Stuart, uh, yeah, so, so Stuart was first after Swiss. I think Justin was sixth after Swiss. Very strangely, all my opponents were in the top eight throughout both days. Like this this is the strength of schedule taking a buy effect basically um, so in the in the first round uh, he started by killing the gangster in the middle the the one that both sides can shoot at and picking up three points I killed the one closer to me and then he wounded the one next to his deployment so in this match, then, I sort of broke form and activated my Lothcats really early. I, I like to hold them for that last activation so that I can get the back-to-back uh, last first double Lothcat activation. But I decided that I would take one of my Lothcats and go steal the the gangster kind of right next to his deployment zone. But I, I managed to do that and also get the Lothcat uh, to a spot where nobody could attack him for the rest of the round. So that's that's the extreme you know 13 movement point attack plus escape Lothcat's move. 
So round two saw a gangster spawn in the corner of the map uh, away from the doors. And I had initiative round one, so I just moved it three spaces towards my deployment zone, and I was able to pick up another three points. Uh, then I, I kind of powered up the loft cats and, and brought them back so that they could get focused, get tokens, before kind of fighting broke out, right? Towards the end of the round, at some point, I believe, I rushed Greedo forward because he had a Zeb on two remaining health. And I, I just really felt like Zeb needed to go away. Uh, so I, I rushed Greedo forward to do the final two damage on Zeb. I was trying to get to a spot where Zeb might miss his uh, blow on the draw. Unfortunately, not only did Zeb not miss, he also managed to uh, use Hera to add some damage and one-shot my Greedo from seven, seven to zero. That hurts so bad. Yeah, I... Uh, I mean, I, I was really like, all right, two hit points, Zeb. going to take a long-ranged Greedo shot. I'm going to kill him. It's going to be great. Nope. He just mm. murders Greedo. <sighs> I, I, that gets me to, to 30 points, though. Um, so it, it felt really costly, but I managed to celebrate and hit 30. So then all of the specters kind of rushed in, and we had a big brawl around my terminal. And at this point... I realized my last two activations were Hondo and Jabba, and that I was going to have initiative uh, in the next round. And I needed 10 points. So Ezra had taken some damage. He's worth 7 points. I would get plus 1 from Jabba, which would be 8. And I had a Rebel Graffiti in my hand. So I, I decided that I was going to kill Ezra which, you know, can work out really badly for you as in terms of things to decide. Yeah. Um, At attacking Ezra is, is never what we recommend to be your game-winning play. Yeah. It, uh, so I had Hondo attack Ezra. Um, <laughs> Ezra dodged, which, <laughs> yeah, that, that happens, I guess. Typical. And then I had Java activate. Um, and Hondo attacked Ezra again, and Ezra went on the lamb. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Um, so I, I had spent two points there, putting me down to 30. And then um, <clears throat> I had initiative, so I, I finally activated Sabine, grenaded him, and shot him, and I had heightened reflexes in my hand. So there was no, no third Ezra escape happening. So I, I managed to take him out and then Rebel Graffiti, and that, that was the win. That is incredible and well-deserved. Thank you. Well-deserved. Well, well Man, that was, uh, what a tournament. So I was spectating this uh, last match, too, and like considering that last few bits of the round like three attacks on Ezra <sighs> David's face stays calm okay he is the most cool collected 
player. And there's this picture actually that somebody took of the match. And like, I'm spectating with like a drink in my hand. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and then the address is there. We're both like watching and like having a good time. David's like sitting back pretty. He's like thinking, he's collected. And Stuart just has his head in his hands. Like, <gasps> like it is just like, the funniest picture. <laughs> I mean, to be quite honest, I would expect David, uh, you know, so we met, a, we met at Worlds. I would expect David to be exactly what um, they call a cool customer in terms of, I just cannot imagine. I think that would probably be one of David's strengths is that he's not going to betray. It's like a poker face or whatever, right? Where you're, you, it doesn't matter how bad things are, you're yeah. not losing it. Well, he also has this like theory about uh, gamers and uh, playstyles uh, called Jokers and Batmans. And so he's a Batman. He like yes. sticks through, stays calm. I'm a Joker. I'm just <laughs> like, oh, this seems like it's a good idea. Why not? <laughs> I play by feel, so I have to actually play a lot of matches to get good. Whereas David can like manage to think a theory through. Uh, it's, I, I, I joke that he's a robot and he runs simulations. That's how, <laughs> that's how he gets better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I always, uh, I always assume the worst possible role. Too. So I, I think in the, the regional, where I, I barely managed to win against Tom Parrish, I had a Onar, a focused Onar, um, and I would have won if I killed his four health Onar. Mm. So. You know, Onar, four dice attack against Onar with no defense dice. Seems like an obvious thing to do. Yeah. I, so I, I did not do that. Um, I actually ran Onar all the way across the map, rushed a Gideon to deal mm. one damage to Gideon, attacked him. I managed to roll exactly uh, four four symbols across my four dice. Oh my gosh. That added up to four damage. And then I heightened reflex that defense dice for the win. Whereas if I had attacked Onar, he would have just used the ability and probably <laughs> won the game. <laughs> oh. Oh, I, I'm man. always doing stuff stuff like that. I don't I don't know what it is. It just happens to me. It's, yeah, that's the conservative play style, which has obviously, obviously um, done you favors. So, yeah, I, I, I do think, kind of, I did need a lot of luck to win this many games against Spectre Cell, though. Yeah, because I, I don't have a lot of re rolls, right? So if yeah. if my Loth cats were just rolling all surges or something, <laughs> it it would not have gone well at all. And that's something you have brought up, actually, and you brought up in the previous episode, is that if you, obviously, like, you can't play a game assuming you're just going to roll the worst dice all the time, but you want to at least, like, be somewhere close to the media, and that was something you said. Like, I think that was why you got knocked out in the top 16 at Worlds was because your dice finally, like, or not finally, but your dice really broke against you, and you're not running Spectre, so you don't have, like, a nice little cushion to absorb that kind of risk. And there you go. Yeah, I, I think with kind of the list that I'm I'm playing right now, the more games that I have to win, the less likely it is that I, I really make it all the way. Especially yeah. on on day two, where all it takes is one loss and you're out. Yeah, great point. Great point. 
Well, that is awesome. David, congratulations on a well-deserved UK championship title. You you do deserve it. So, <laughs> well, thank, thank you so much. I, I honestly had a bit of a, an imposter syndrome thing going on <laughs> going into it because, you know, it was, it was one event. I did pretty well at Worlds. So yeah. my, my main goal first was to prove to myself that I could make cut with Lothcats again. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. How cool. How cool is that? Um, well, that is awesome. That is awesome. And you did deserve it. You don't have imposter syndrome. You and you beat Brett. You beat the world champion on Blitz. So there you go. Oh, that's funny. Awesome. All right. Well, let's um, have some concluding thoughts. Maybe tell us your guys' involvement in the IACP, just what you're doing with IA generally. And let's, let's close out on that. Sure. So we are both playing the online Vassal Testing League, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, actually, the only games I played of Imperial Assault in between Worlds and Nationals were all IACP on Vassal. Um, part of it might have been that people don't seem to want to practice playing Spectre Cell a lot right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that, that league was was a ton of fun. Uh, and we're also running a local IACP tournament where we got a couple of prizes mailed out from you. I, I kind of booked, uh, booked a day at the local game store. It's, it's been having a really great reception. So we are very dangerously over capacity and people are already asking about the next one. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So there, there's tons, tons of, yeah, so we're really excited about that because we love IA. Like, we hands down so love the game. And um, the, with chatting with people in the UK community, like, Spectre Cell is losing us players. Like, it's people are just not having fun playing Spectre Cell. They're not having fun running against it. Um, and I just don't think that's great for the community. So the IACP has really revived a lot of interest. Um, yeah, so that's why I didn't practice at all Spectre Cell for Nationals, but I, I've, I've been actually playing an all Imperial Droids list in IACP, which is super fun to run. Um, so I think it's just brings a lot more variety back into the game and that just makes it a lot more interesting for everyone because not only is the specter cell uh, dominated meta at the moment like causing there to be a lot of um specter cell players but then it seems like the only thing that has a chance usually is then you have your scum hunters list and there's a lot of scum hunters lists that are very 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 similar so then you just get really low variety um and um imperials are getting crushed at the moment so yeah yeah so at the on the vassal tournament i'm playing a like a droid imperials list at our local store event i'm gonna try to run an all um force users rebels list um mostly because okay another big reason i wanted to run spectra cell is i love the minis um so we're really big into painting yeah. So I rushed painting Zeb and Sabine at the end for that because I wanted a full painted uh, Spectre Cell list on the board. And um, we've also uh, got LED'd. Uh, They're so cool. Yeah, models. So we have three of them. We've got Ezra, Kanan, and Ahsoka. So I was like, I want to have a list that I can put all of them in. <laughs> so that's what I'm running at the local event. So I'm really excited about that. 
That is so awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm so glad that things are working out so well. I'm, I'm what I want, what I would like to do is so for those who don't know the ISCP, we've talked about it a lot. And it, like it's, it is where most of the energy is on the slack in terms of playing, I playing IA just because like you guys were saying, people are just burned, burned out on Spectre. To be honest, like I'm not, I have no intention of playing in another tournament where Spectre is legal. Um, and so like, it's just not something I'm super interested in, but like you guys, I love IA so much. And so like the IACP is a really good avenue for people who are looking to play, but also who are looking to play the game in kind of a fixed state, but also be able to still engage with the broader community, right? Like, cause a lot of the Slack people who are playing are playing the IACP. And so what I would like to do is do things like get a custom, like an alt art Diala, things like that who she's been fixed and things like that in order to continue to, to like keep interest alive. It's not like we're expecting it to take off and, you know, be a huge like the 2.0, but it's a great way to allow people to continue playing the game. Yeah, I think we actually even had a couple of new players at National. Oh, that's so great. And I think they had a really great time with the UK community and they were showered with promos and, yes. and dice and things. Uh, for IACP, I'm actually playing Spectre Cell right now. Really? <laughs> yeah, now, now that you've nerfed it, I, I've decided to play the thing. There you go. <laughs> so I, I'm playing uh, Ezra Kanan, the Bean, Ahsoka. Oh, I love Era, Gideon R2. Oh, I love this list. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the spy specter cell, spy focus specter, oh, I not love cell. It. Yeah, yeah. Man, okay, I that... have to just like point out one crazy list David tried on me the other day. He made a Saska list. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just, uh, and actually, I was playing Spectre, um, and I beat him the first time, and then in the second game, he actually beat me very close, but it was a Han Saska Rebels list. Oh, man. Yeah, okay, yeah, so we, we've been working on some stuff for Euros. I, I wanted to try to make a Rebel a rebel list work, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a Saska on, on Saska list. That is amazing. That is amazing. Oh, don't, 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 uh, don't just let the memes be only dreams. Br- bring them to reality, David. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make a, a all droid scum list. Oh with yeah. Iggy, uh, for euros. So we'll see. I haven't tested it yet. We'll see what happens. I, That's and so I great. Completely see what you're saying um, about. The going to tournament events um, but it's the reason we go to tournaments is because we get to see all of our friends yeah. it's such a great community so the UK delegation at Euros we're all actually going together we're renting a big house we're going to play oh, a lot so of fruit in the evenings it'll be yes. great I cannot stress enough how welcoming the community has been and um, I have to also just kind of shout it like I have never seen another girl player at an IA event ever. Um, but I've never felt like I, I was, I've never felt uncomfortable about that because I, I was actually really nervous uh, going into my first event, but the, the, the group is so nice. Like it's, it's really, really amazing. Um, it, we're all, we all just feel like old friends. That's so awesome. That's very, very great. I'm, I'm yeah, very gotta, glad to hear that. I gotta say out of all the prizes, the, the one I really wanted the most, 
was that little world's invite card so I could see you all again next that's right. Well, we will we we will be doing that. And also, I I I'm not kidding. I'm thinking very seriously about going out to UK Nationals because I know so many of the players, and it would oh man, that would be just be that's such a great tournament. So that'd we'd be a lot love of fun. to see you. There you go. All right, Jessica. Well, that uh that means that I'll be staying at your guys's place. So thank you very much. I'll take turns uh crashing your and Isaac Kajo's couch. So. <laughs> we might be a little far from the venue, so you'll have a serious commute. Oh, great. Oh, great. Well, that is awesome. Well, again, gals, thank you guys so much for coming on and giving us such an incredible report and so many congratulations for doing so well at the tournament. It was very well deserved. Thanks for having us. No, thanks. Thanks a lot. And thank and uh, congratulations, David, and thank you again for coming on. We also want to encourage everyone who's listening, stay involved with the IACP. Um, let me know what, what I would like to do is, so last year we did this thing where we released these custom regional kits and we like the Zion's finest thing. If there is strong interest in that, I would like to know like how it is that we can make it work in order to re-engage. What I'm specifically looking for is ideas regarding helping people who have left come back to the game. So if you've got ideas like that, send them to me on the Slack. I would be very, very interested in having them. Other than that, we want to thank everyone for listening. Have a good day.